0: What we're going to talk about today is faith, all right? So what we're going to do is we're just going to objectively look at faith. So what do I mean by that? We're going to treat it like a car. So what we're going to do is we're going to pop the hood, we're going to take a look underneath the hood. We're going to pull out some dick sticks, check some, some reservoirs, you know, check different things, make, check out some electrical connections. And then what we're going to do is we're going to move around to the side of the car, open the door, get in the front driver's seat, move it to ours to where we are, you know, play with some of the gadgets, you know, mess around with a little bit, play with the radio a little bit, check the glove box. Then what we're going to do, because, you know, most of us who drive, we never get a chance to sit in our own back seat, right? So we're going to get in the backseat. You know, we're going to stretch out, check out the, uh, the leg room and just kind of look at all that. Then finally, what we're going to do is we are going to pop the trunk. Now, it, that means something for you people that's in Detroit. We're not talking about that, but we're going to actually just look in the trunk and kind of see what's all about that. But we're not going to stop there. We're going to turn around. We're going to put it on the hoist and look underneath it meaning that we're just gonna look at faith. We're gonna pay attention to it, we're gonna observe it, because what has happened is a lot of people who've been doing something in the name of faith, but it has not been faith. And unfortunately, people have have suffered great loss and hurt because they believe that they've been in faith. So God's desire is that we be faith experts. See. The word of God says this. It says that the just shall live by faith. All right. So if if we don't understand faith, then how can we live? It says that, that, that we are saved by grace through faith. So it's connected to our salvation, which is connected to our healing, our deliverance, our preservation, us doing well. Wow, there's just so much. It says, this is the victory that comes, that overcomes the world, even our faith. So if we don't have faith, we can't have victory. But God loves us so much that he shared the truth with us. And today, we're just going to objectively look at it. And we're going we're to check our own hearts. We're going to check, does our definition of faith line up with what God's word says concerning faith? All right? So With that, what we're going to talk about is, well, in this time of faith, we're going to talk about what is faith, you know, how do you get it, who does it belong to, does it increase, can you concatenate it, you know, all those different things. We're just going to find out what faith has to say. So with that, we have to go to a working definition. So let's let the Bible, describe. you know, define itself. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. So I'll get over there myself. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. And verse 1. And I'm gonna read this out of the King James, and then I'll read a few different definitions. In the King James, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I wanna read this to you now from the uh, Amplified. You know, the Amplified Bible amplifies, try to give a little bit more clarity to, to the scriptures. And it says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. And the uh, conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Uh, The American Standard Version says it this way, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I wanna give one more to you, which is the Young's literal translation, which simply says it this way Faith is of things hoped for, a confidence. Of matters not seen, a conviction. So faith is PISTIS, P I S T I S, which is confidence, trust, belief. So based on these, we can just kind of draw this definition together. So faith is a conviction. It's a reality. It's an insurance, right? It's a title deed. It's a confirmation. So when I thought about that word confirmation, what is confirmation, Lord help me to get this. I'm not understanding, it's a confirmation. Well, have you ever paid, bought something? You know, you pay it with your credit card. What do they do? They give you a confirmation number. What they're giving, the confirmation number means it's, it's yours. Right? that Whatever debt that is is paid off. If you purchase something that means it's yours. Well, I have this confirmation number. See, if we were going to go to Hawaii, what would we would do is say, okay, we're going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to get take a plane. So I would put a ticket and on your, I would purchase a ticket and when I receive that ticket back, it's going to give me a confirmation number. Which tells me that I have a seat on that plane. All right? Alright. Alright, so... So now to really define faith a little bit more we're going to it talks about that faith is the, the substance of things hope for. So you can't have faith without hope. All right so faith is present tense. Say faith is present tense. Hope is future tense. Okay so the Bible talks about the pleasant uh, a blessed hope It's talking about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ right he's coming back again a second time so that's a blessed hope meaning it's not now but he's coming back okay also how you know it heaven is is where we're going but we're not there now we're sure now that we're going there but it's not now you know so our family and friends they're there in our future so we hope to see them right so now, what, uh, I want to give this illustration. Especially during this time frame, we bought a lot of things online, you know, through the store. But you know, whether you do it online or you actually go into a grocery store, there's three, into any type of store, there's three things that you have to have. One, you got you to gotta go into the store, right? Yeah. Two, you usually got to have a cart, and three, you got to check out. Yeah. Okay, so there's been a lot of people who have been hoping. So when you go into the store, you do this. You go in the store, you put things into your cart, right? Things that you need, things that you desire. But at some point you have to check out. Right? So if I went into the store, bought some water, I can't drink that water there because it's not mine. But once I get to the gross, once I get to the checkout, I can now have it. It's mine because I checked out. Well, that cart that we put things in, it's like our hope, right? We've been putting different things in, we've been praying and believing God and saying these different things and putting it in our cart, but we've been going up and down aisles all the way around the store, but we're never checking out. And we think that our we think that faith doesn't work. It's not saying that faith doesn't work, it's just that you've been hoping and didn't realize it. But Checking out is when you have ownership. The moment you check out, it's yours. Well, that's what this scripture is saying. Faith is the substance or the confidence of things hoped for, right? So the moment that I say this is, I check out, I'm no longer hoping it's mine, whether or not I see it. Now, we all get this because we have all bought things online, we put it in the cart, we click it, and then at that point, oh, I have that. Now, it hasn't manifested, but the moment I click it, I own it. It's mine. Well, that's what this scripture is saying. Faith is the substance, the title deed of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, we don't use that word title deed anymore anymore we'll use either title or we'll use the word deed. So there was um, one time I went, because this is showing ownership. One time I went to the hardware store, I pull in, go inside, I come out, open the door, put my key in, my key is just not going. I'm like, what's, what's going on? What? I don't understand, it's not working. No, I had to call, call, you know, AAA, what's going on? Some, some roadside assistance? Then I look up, and there is an air freshener on my rearview mirror, and I don't have an air freshener in a rearview mirror. The car next to me pulls out, and my car is right, the space next to that. So it was two exact same cars, but their door was unlocked. <laughs> Come on. See, I didn't have any right to it, right? I didn't have any right, because I didn't have the deed to that, so I couldn't operate it. It wasn't mine to own, but the other one was. So there's some things that God needs us to own as believers. See, God has put things on the inside of you, and God wants to use us all in such a way, but it's going to require us accessing that which is not the reality right now. And we do it by faith. Let me give another illustration of that. Uh, I'm going to ask my lovely wife to come here. Thank you. Okay. Oh yeah, the Lord is good. Come on, all right, hallelujah. Come on, can you please come on this side? Oh, okay, we'll see. Oh, okay, just side note, I prayed for her. Before I met her, I prayed for her. I was married before I met her. What do you mean by that? I got out my word, I believed for a wife, and I said, oh, okay, so a husband has to do this. So let me start doing this. Let me start. Oh, why is she supposed to do that? Okay, all right, got that. I understand that. So what wound up happening was I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. I just need you to supply the person. (laughs) But I was already made in my heart. Praise God. And I just believed until she manifested, I was just believing that God is working on her like he's working on me. All right. So praise God. All right. So now we're talking about hope. All right. So hope is what? It's future tense, right? And faith is what? Present tense, right? So let's say that today is Sunday. So I'm in today, right? And lovely, my lovely wife, she's in tomorrow, all right? And you know what happens. You know the clock works. And then you know when it gets to, to 12 midnight, it turns to the next day. Well, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. We don't believe for a wife, okay? Lord, I believe for a wife. I believe for a wife. You're going to give it to me tomorrow. So here it goes, 1157, 1158, (laughs) 1159, 12 o'clock. And we step over, and I'm here Monday, but she's not here. I said, but that's okay, she's coming tomorrow. I believe she's coming tomorrow. Okay, here we go. So it's 1157, 1158, 1159, 12 o'clock. We step over to the next day, and she's not here. And some of us have been praying that way for things for years, and we've never been able to grasp that which God has for us, the blessing that the Lord has for us. But it's not until I said, Lord, I believe today, I believe today for my wife. I believe not tomorrow, but today. See, it's only in today that you can have the blessing. Come on, you go ahead. Praise God. Did that help any of you? Okay, so now we're talking about hope and faith. So I, I shared that with you, but there's someone who is a master teacher. You know, there's someone who's a great leader, the one who's the, you know, he's the sh- the chief shepherd, that's Jesus. Let's go to him, and let's let him tell us what faith is, right? You, how many know Jesus was no, right? Yes. All right, so let's take a look. Let's go over to Mark chapter 11, and we're going to look at verse, verse 12. Mark chapter 11 and verse 12. And it says this. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if he perhaps might find something, anything on it thereof. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard them. Right. so let's drop down to verse 19 and when evening was come he went out of the city and in the morning this represents it's been 24 hours now okay and in the morning as he passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roof roots and Peter calling to remember said to him master behold the fig tree which thou curse is withered away now Let's not just read the scripture, but let's actually see it, right? Let's put, we're there, all right? Let's be there with Jesus. Remember, he's walking, he sees a tree. Now, apparently this tree didn't look like it did in 19, in verse 19. If he went to get something to eat from it, it must look fruitful, right? That means that it looks strong, you know, the branches are all out, the the leaves are all green, it looks healthy, correct? So he goes and he comes back. The next morning, he's walking past. Let's say this is the tree. Jesus walking past, going to the temple. Peter's like, hey, master. Yeah. The fig tree which you curse is dried up from the roots. Now, notice this. Jesus walked past. He didn't even look at it. But it was such a change, such a metamorphosis that Peter stopped, like, hold on. Let's take a look. This tree, this means that the root itself, the trunk itself, is dried up and it's brittle. That means that the, leaf, that the, the branches on it, all it takes is one, one wind and they're going to break. And if there's any leaves on it, it must be dried up. And this has all happened in a 24-hour period. So let's let Jesus explain to us, hey, what's going on? So... Jesus says this, Jesus answered and says unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God, meaning that our faith should be aimed at, it should be secure in God alone. Now, can't you see how how people have missed it because they said, oh, yes, I'm just going to confess it and that's it. Well, if it's not in God, it's not faith. There's another translation that says it this way. Have the faith of God. Hold on. Come on now. Come on, Pastor Maya. You're telling me to have God's faith. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you what the Lord Jesus said. Now, with that, let me say it this way. Jesus... He doesn't just speak all what they call willy nilly right <laughs> Jesus has to have authority to say it. he said I only say what I hear my father say and I only do what I see my father do so for Jesus to say have God's faith that means that the father said hey Jesus tell him to have my faith Jesus said have God's faith <laughs> Right? <laughs> so this is what happened right so I know it's like okay well All right, well, what's God's faith then? Let's go to the next verse. Let's let Jesus tell us again what he is saying. Have God's faith. Okay. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, there's a couple of words I want to draw your attention to in this verse before we get going. It says, for verily. Now, when you see this word verily, I want you to do something. I, whenever you're reading, reading your Bible, whenever you're studying, when you hear the word ver- very, I want, verily, I want you to grab on the steering wheel. I want you to slam on the brakes and try to put it through to the ground. Yeah. Well, why am I saying that? Because verily means like, hold on now. I have to say, verily, because if I don't say verily, you might not even believe it. It's that good. All right, so come on. When I say, verily, come on, let's just step on the brakes. Okay, for verily. (laughs) Well, some of y'all need to get ABS, because y'all just sliding all over the place. But anyway, so, (laughs) so so it says, verily. So what we're gonna do, our foot is on the brake. We're not gonna put it on the gas. We're just gonna lift it off and let it roll, and we're gonna observe everything through this verse, okay? All right, come on. For verily I say unto you, uh-oh, you. So Jesus is talking to you. What's your name? Say your name. Okay, so Jesus says unto, say your name. So he's talking to you now. All right. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, now this word whosoever is like, oh yeah, whosoever. No, this is a very big word. What this word is, this means that God has an invitation. Anyone has gotten a wedding, wedding invitation before? Or a nice, you know, sometimes a nice invitation before? You know, it's usually on some nice paper. It has a little nice handwriting cursive and all that. It's really nice. And it comes in the, these really nice envelopes. So when you see that word, whosoever, this God handwriting a personal invitation, say your name to? It's to you. All right. All right. We're just observing. That's all we're doing. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now, so he's saying the God kind of faith requires speaking. The God kind of faith requires speaking. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't want to lie, so I, you know that's why I'm, I'm down, I don't say it. But God says, have my faith, and this is how I do it. The word of God says that God is not a man that he should lie. So if, it's, if he says it's not lie, then it's not lying. Because again, our faith is in him, right? So it's not a lie. So what we're doing is we're bringing something from that's not a reality and we're making it a reality. And that's the other thing about it. When you're standing in faith, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. It's none of their business. What you do is just simply stand boldly in faith. And guess what? We don't, we don't see, we don't believe seeing is, is, is uh, you know, what's called, seeing is believing. We don't believe that. We believe believing is seeing. So if they need to see it to believe it, that's okay. They'll see it. They'll see it. It's a little slow, but they'll catch up. Amen? All right. So you know, you know, we we're talking about those. You know, talking about a lot of people who have tried faith before, and it didn't work. So now, and when they find out that you're believing God for something, they're like, "You're in faith." They're like, "Oh, you one of them faith people." Now, this is what I want you to do. When they look at you real funny, one eye, and do all that stuff, what I want you to do is, I want you to smile real big, and say, "Oh yeah, I'm a faith person. I'm a faith person." All right, and we'll share a little bit more as we get to the end of this verse, why? Okay, and it says um, that, uh, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Now, remember, we're still here at the fig tree. When Jesus said this mountain, he's pointing to a literal mountain. A literal mountain. He said if you would speak to that literal mountain and tell it to be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in your heart. Now, okay. So now, what are you talking about, doubt in your heart? First of all, what is the heart? Now, man is a tripart being, meaning that there's three parts of man. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. Now, your spirit is your heart. That's the part of you like a husband will love his wife with, that a parent will love their children with. That is talking about that part of you. That part when someone makes their transition home to, to to go home and be with the Lord, you know, like ah, you feel sad. He's talking about that part of you. The innermost you. Now your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions you know where you think you know where you where you make your decisions from and and where you feel at and we all know what our body is this is our, our physical bodies so he's saying don't doubt in your heart he said but believe so believe where in your heart so now the question is how do you get into your heart How do you get things into your heart? Things get in by three different gates. Not the back gate, front gate, and side gate, but it gets in by your eye gate, right? By your ear gate, and by your mouth gate. That's why it's so important that we do not just have our gates wide open looking at everything. Because what happens, it enters into our heart. Well, that's my jam, that's my song. But that, it got a nice beat. But the problem is, you're letting stuff into your heart. This person is acting this way, so I just want to give him a piece of my mind with my mouth. You're letting stuff into your heart. Remember, the thing is to not doubt but believe. In other words, have faith. So the opposite of faith is doubt and unbelief. So what we do, the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, he said, it's not that which goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but that which comes out. I heard someone else said this translation is really good. I, I like it. It was their own personal translation. They said, out of the heart, the mouth leaks. <laughs> now, you imagine having a water balloon, right? And you take a little pen and you pop it. What happens? That water just comes out. Whatever's on the inside just comes on out. So the way, again, that we get things into our heart is by putting The best way to put faith in our heart is to let the word of God into our eyes, speak it out of our mouth, and let it go into our ears. That way it's going into all three gates at the same time. Whoo, you are talking about some concentrated faith. Oh yeah, this ain't got no water in it. This is, oh man, this is good. Sorry, now, So again, we're still finishing this up. We're we're rolling slow, remember? We're letting it roll slow. Again, verse uh, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe where? In his heart that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. What God has just said to you is I will not limit you. I will not limit you. See, man wants to limit people. Man wants to limit people. You know, old people, oh you well, you're from over there, you got to stay over here. See, see the great thing about the limits off, it means it doesn't matter where you were born at. It doesn't matter what your education level is. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter. 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 As long as you have faith in God. <laughs> Come on. This is good. Come on. Let's read the last part of that voice again. He shall have whatsoever he saith. But remember when we started looking at this, we said that word you was your name. So we're going to read it again. And when we do, you have to put your name in it. Now, this is scripture. So we can't mess it up. All right. So here we go right here. All right. Uh, And it says, for, say your name, shall have whatsoever you say. Jesus himself, who has been authorized by the Father, says to you that you can have whatsoever you say it. Now, there's there's some more asterisks in this, right? We're going to go to the next verse. This is Jesus teaching us. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray Believe that you receive and you shall have them. So, it, so that's where that faith comes. It's saying the moment that you, while you're praying, check out. Not tomorrow. Not just keep it in the cart and go around and around, but check out. All right. Well, where is another place where we can see this at? Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 15. We're just taking a look at some things here. The Lord Jesus is, is teaching us. And we're going to look at verse 21. Then Jesus went, uh, went this and departed from the coast of Tyre and Cyrene. And behold, a woman from Canaan came out of the same coast, crying unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. (laughs) But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel then came she and worshipped him saying Lord master supreme in authority help me but he answered and said it is not fit for me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs and she said from this heart of worship true Lord she refused to get offended. She stayed with a worshiping heart. You are the Lord and you are the one who can do something about it. So she said, true Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which frown from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. So now, what happened here in this account? This woman, her daughter, has a demon, and it is—it was doing something awful to her. So, as any parent, you come like, whatever it takes. I know that you're the one can do something about it. Come on, you know she tried other things before, but we know she knows for sure that Jesus can do it. Jesus, is like you know it's not not my time. She, so she just worships. Come on you know what when you don't know what to do't <laughs> don't, don't run away. just it don't matter even if you got tears in your eyes. Just start. You are Alpha And Omega we worship you. Our Lord, you are worthy to be praised. She didn't get moved. She just remembered who he was. See, the thing about worship, it it helps to make God big on the inside of you. And it causes everything else to disappear. It puts your focus totally on God so that he is, because he is so big that there's nothing else you can see but him. Come on, you know, it talks about just his arms. <laughs> See, my dad had big arms, but none like God. Because it said, by his right hand and his only arm have he gotten us the victory. So that's what happens when you worship. You just begin to worship. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. We just stay in that atmosphere of worship, All right? And what happens? <laughs> Jesus, is like, okay, but but it's not. I'm not supposed to do this. See, I, I, I'm sitting here. She said, "It's not meant for me to take that which belongs to this people and give it to someone else." She said, "Lord, but even even the dogs, either the food, the crumbs that fall off the table." So she was persistent in believing that God is the one who can do it. And as a result, what happened was this. It wasn't her time, so she moved time. <laughs> she made it. He said, this is not the time. She's like, okay. Click, 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 click. <laughs> okay, it's no longer Sunday. It's now Monday. It's my time. Jesus, it's my time. It's my time. Glory to God. It's my time. It's my time. Woo! It's my time for healing. It's my time for deliverance. It's my time for victory. It's my time. It's my time. Well, you know what? I shouldn't be the only one saying it right now. There's things that God has said unto you. There's things that God promised unto you. So what we're going to do is we're going to operate our faith. We're just going to take a praise break right now. Lord God, I thank you. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time. The victory is mine. It's already done. It is so. It is so. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a reality. It's a reality. My faith is giving substance to it. It's moving. It's moving. Oh, Lord, I have it. I'm checking out. I'm checking out. I'm checking out. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm checking out. <laughs> hey, don't worry about the bill because Jesus paid it all. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Don't worry about the bill. Fill the cart up. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. She moved time. And Jesus said to her, Woman, great is your faith so this didn't operate off of jesus faith it was off of her faith god wants to do great things in your life god has spoken to you about some things some things which may seem impossible but it's not over it's time well if you enjoyed today's podcast there's a couple things i'd love for you to do make sure to subscribe rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.